I almost did the same thing you're doing. You almost right. did all Gimli quotes? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find I didn't really know enough Gimli quotes. Okay. Oh, I just I just Googled it. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Lou Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game. Podcast for people. Hey, hey, hey who hold, have hold on. Wait, hold on. Friend. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, uh, Andrew. What's going on yeah, over Pete. here? Are you doing a podcast with my brother? Or and I'm not even in the. I, I wasn't even invited to the this episode. I'm on vacation, uh, and you worked out something with my uh, my brothers doing the episode with you, Andrew. This, this got weird. Listen, I, I I thought it would just be like you know something. Mix it up a little bit. For, they're kind of tired of hearing both of us all oh, the time, yeah. right? So, oh, it mixed it up. Lou Steele right. just as good as Pete Steele, right? This is right? this is a this is a checks mix situation, Andrew. This is this is a checks mix situation, yeah. but there's too many pretzels, Andrew. Remember that from the other episode where there was uh, the review said something <laughs> about that guy said checks mix too many pretzels. Well, that I vague, there's, there's too many steels that. is what it is. It's just like checks mix, but with pretzels are replaced by steels, and there's too many too many steels. You know what I mean? Um, oops, all yeah. steels. You know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, well, Andrew, uh, I'm back, baby. You can't, you can't keep a steel down for long. And, uh, now you got two of them for, uh, for well, a little bit here. Now we got to check though. Uh, does Lou Steele only have one friend? Cause this is the podcast Ooh. for people who only have one friend. And good if you point. have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Right. So yeah. good I'm, point. I'm I mean, willing to go down to one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess well then Pete, sorry. Sorry, he's allowed to stay then, according to the, oh, according the, rules, to the rules. Or I can't even kick him out because he's got the one friend. Well, um, yeah, I guess, I guess not. All right, well, fair enough. That's the rules. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, we should be. If you read the game manual, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the, I'm flipping through the game manual right now, Andrew, and uh, it's very clearly uh, stated here. You know, this is a great, this is a great game manual, and it has the rules very clearly stated. There's illustrations of my, you know, of my brother specifically. You know, I mean, a big, huge arrow, you know, pointing. <laughs> Put yeah. a spot on the board. Uh, so there it Diagram. is in plain writing, you know what I mean? Um, and, and quite frankly, I can see him currently, uh, you know, dialing down his amount of friends as we speak. He's sending off some of the most obscene texts I've ever uh, seen in my life to <laughs> people who used to be his, his friends. So, um, all right, well, that's, Andrew, See, that's dedication. Yeah, that dedication is a factor, Andrew. Yeah, I, um, if I couldn't get an acquaintance call in, I was going to make sure I dumped all my friends to get on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um <laughs> Andrew, well, today, Andrew, uh, I guess we're all talking about uh, Caverna Cave versus Cave, right? That's right. It's a game called Caverna colon Cave versus Cave. That's right, and it's so, actually, and it is the it is the alphanumeric colon. It is not the word colon, right, Andrew? Right. That's actually, the word now is I'm not spelled out. That's a joke that's been done. Was that a South Park joke? That's a, that's been done. That's my. I bad. don't even know. That's my bad. I think. Maybe. I don't know. I've never, I never heard it. <laughs> well, you're the, well, you're the South Park expert. Uh, Andrew Caverna Cave versus Cave. Really. We're going, we're dipping back into our, our good friend Uwe Rosenberg here and seeing yeah. what, what he has in store for us. So you know, I'm already excited. My ears are perked up like a German Shepherd. You <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, he's Listen, my, we he's my we love Uwe. We love Uwe games, we but uh, we have been burned before once we with that Robin Hood game. Before. So now, no, no, but uh, yeah, as far as I could tell from the box, no, you know, no Robin Hood, uh, at least on the cover of this <laughs> box here, Andrew. In, unless, <laughs> right. his, unless he, unless Robin Hood has lost 
some uh, inches of height, Andrew, because this is a game where uh, you play as a, d a dwarf or a set of dwarves, specifically from the old like high fantasy world, and they are uh, setting up. They're excavating a cave and setting up rooms in it, Andrew. Huh? How about that? Yeah. And the strategy involved in that. Well, and you know what? Honestly, Andrew, before we get too far into what the game actually is, why don't you go ahead and sum it up in one sentence? One sentence explanations. Okay, if I had to sum up Caverna Cave versus Cave in one sentence, uh, pretty simple. You ready? Mm-hmm. It is. Caverna Cave versus Cave is just dwarves being dwarves. <laughs> okay. That's yep. it. Fair enough. <laughs> and We're just doing what dwarves do. Well, and specifically high fantasy dwarves, uh, Andrew. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, we've got to make um, that clear that this is this is about, like, Gimli's and whatnot. You know what I mean? This is not... We're talking... Yeah, we're talking uh, Lord of the Rings type of dwarves here and yes. uh, with the with the beards. And oh. actually, in my research, I learned this. Uh, I don't know if this is true in every fantasy uh, novel, but apparently dwar all dwarves have beards in a lot of fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and and that... And that uh, one thing that I read, it said gender is completely optional and when it comes to dwarves. Oh, cool. It's just kind of like, that's, you know, they're, that's all, they're all just, I yeah, like right? Um, oh, and beard, and so and beard, so been, right. Okay, okay, okay. That's very cool. Right, they're all just kind of. I like But it. I, I don't like think that's, I don't know if that's true in every single, I don't know what that was from. It was from some book that I, I, I was looking up yeah. quotes about dwarves. So Yeah, well, that's, that's interesting because myself. sometimes the folks that do, you know, high fantasy stuff aren't, uh, you know, they're not always the most progressive people sometimes, you know what I mean? Sometimes they're just a guy that <laughs> right. uh, drinks Mountain Dew and, you know, and uh, lives in his parents' basement and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Sometimes they're not, sometimes right. they don't have the widest worldview, but I, I can appreciate, you know, that what, what you read, that's good. Um, well, and I've always thought to myself, Andrew, uh, in fact, I was thinking about it the, when we were playing this game, was um, if a dwarf were to shave their beard... Uh, they'd just just be a halfling essentially, or at least they'd look like a halfling. You know what I mean? Like a hobbit. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and I was like, are they just you know? But no, of course hobbits are have a whole different thing going on. You know what I mean? They got a whole different personality. They have different, yeah, different personality, different uh, culture, different. Uh, yeah. Probably also different proportions. Like hobbits have like real big feet compared to the rest of their body. Oh, okay, and, feet. Yeah. Um, I was glad. I was. I was yeah. like, where's he going with this? You know what I mean? It's about to turn blue. You know what I mean? Uh, I was like, Andrew, we're not going to take a turn no, for that's, that in episode Pete, that's, 37. You know what I mean? I'm not going to start talking about turn him. No, turn him blue. That's Smurfs you're thinking of. That's different. That's Smurfs. Yeah, that's Smurfs. That's a good point. That's right. A and if a Smurf has right. a beard, you know what I mean? Oh, I guess Purple Smurf does yeah. have a beard. Papa Smurf not has sure. a beard. Hey, Pete, what's your one-sentence summary for one sentence, yeah, That's a good question, Andrew. Let's talk about the one-sentence summary. My one-sentence summary for Caverna Cave versus Cave is a much-needed study of... Uh, two of the most ignored parts of dwarven society, their economy and their rooms. Okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> we don't often hear. We don't often hear about dwarves. You know, first of all, you know how their economy works. Uh, what the value of different things is in their economy. You know, what I mean, whether they're using That's crypto true. cryptocurrency or not. You know what I mean? That's something <laughs> I'm interested in as a guy who likes high. Imagine that, Andrew. Imagine how many minds you would blow of a guy living in his mom's basement uh if if you suddenly if tolkien came and said that is tolkien alive i can't remember tolkien's probably dead. no no okay. no way dead yeah. all right but the new tolkien george rr R. martin what if george rr R. martin wrote and okay here we go george rr R. martin comes out with the final uh game game of thrones book 
and <laughs> finally every, yeah. and everyone and it turns out everybody uh, is using cryptocurrency do you, do you know how many guys that would they would just they would blow their mind you know what i mean they'd be throwing their copy of uh you know joaquin phoenix's joker at, at you know at their wall in excitement <laughs> you know anyway andrew um and so we don't hear a lot about their economy i feel like so i'm glad that right, he explored yeah. it in this one uh, and also the only thing we really know is that rooms. they Oh, true. Yeah. The you only thing mean? we know about dwarves is that they they love gold. That's, they that's love gold. evident in a lot of. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, you know, we don't know. Well, gold. Austin yeah, Powers' no, Goldfinger was uh, canonically <laughs> a Tolkien character. You know what I mean? Right. I believe that's Gold Member. But I didn't gold, want to go too blue here. But Gold yeah. Member. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Talk about getting blue. I'm talking about yeah. Mike Myers' Austin Powers. You know what I mean? Um, mm hmm. Yeah, that, that's my. All right, Pete. That's my bag, baby. Um, Andrew, what is this game? They're, we're talking about. We're rooms. already we're thirty minutes into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the thirty-minute mark on my old screen here, and uh, uh, so Andrew, here's the thing. I already said you excavate the caves, right? And you then you build the yes. rooms. That's really mainly it. So where's the game, right? The game is uh, well, you know, uh, it's kind of similar to it's kind of similar to a lot of his other games where it's yeah. you have a set of actions that you can take in front of you a menu so to speak kind of like agricola all creatures right the, the one that we've done Love before it. and you you take turns choosing which action you're like okay this one yeah. this time i'm gonna excavate a room or this time i'm gonna yeah. you know trade in certain goods for some, something else or build a wall in my cave or whatever and so you take turns choosing those actions you do it and then you reset all the actions to the next turn and right choose again so this is um i think they he was referred to this i think uve himself probably referred to it this way but or maybe it's in the instructions or something like that but this is worker placement without worker placement essentially because instead of <laughs> right. instead of having a little guy that you put on a square which is by the way i mean i think i've made it clear by now my favorite thing my fa if somebody right. asked so, if somebody were to come up to me and say hey what's your favorite kind of board game i'd say well it's the one where you put a little guy on a little box on a little square and, the, and it says you get five radishes or something like that you know but anyway <laughs> uh and so he's represented that in this game as um action tiles that you slide towards you when when you're taking the action and that signifies right. that you're taking the action but just like in agricola you know and um some other ones that we've that we've covered uh and ones that you're familiar with with uve instead of uh instead of you putting your guy on the square and then suddenly that becomes inaccessible to your opponent you're just simply like sliding the tile towards you and that signifies that you took that action well, but other than it's that the same you are thing, still taking really. the it's right it's the same thing it's the same thing you're just you just don't have a token that you're putting on there right um but yeah same and, idea and also kind of the same thing but different in that same vein instead of like collecting five radish tokens or whatever you just simply there is like um there's a little board where you have like one radish token and you just move it up and down on amongst numbers you know from like one to ten or whatever one to nine so you uh this was another thing where he like took something that he's been known for which is like collecting multiples of a token and and he said you know what i'm gonna make it more compact i'm just gonna have you slide it up and down on like a you know yeah. a number uh number line or whatever to keep track of how many you yeah. have it's a different accounting system and actually i uh, i don't know some people i i saw i i did a little bit of your job actually i looked at some of the reviews and some people don't, don't like that as much but dare. i like hey stay out <laughs> 
I didn't I didn't look that that deep. Andrew, but I didn't look I did, up any of the did, dang history of this one, so you know, stay in your lane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, some of our fans just going absolutely wild at home when they hear you say that uh, that he changed up his accounting system. You know what I mean? There's huge accounting right, fans right. at home just going crazy. Well, I I know I know I know uh, one no, specific. but I like I like that. Um, I like the number line system better than just having a pile of little tokens next to you because, yeah, you know, especially if you get a lot, you can't always count them up. This is easy. It's like a little graph. You can see which yeah. ones you have more of and which ones you have left of. Well, some people, yeah. that's not they're not their cup of tea, but I like that better. Yeah, some people like you're talking to them, Andrew. I want I want I want a handful. I want to walk <laughs> out. I want to walk. Listen, I want to take a break to go get no. a, a a cup of Cheetos. You know what I mean? And 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 walk out of the you know convention center room. And have about fifty, you know, long wooden pieces, you know, in my pocket <laughs> that I don't trust you with because it's all the it's all the lumber that I've collected. You know what I mean? That's my kind of thing. Right, I mean, the right. number line works well too, but uh, you know, hey, give me those tokens, baby. I, I I do appreciate how compact it makes it. Actually, this is like this is a game that has this might be the fewest components of a game we've maybe ever played, Andrew, because you like you both have a board and you both have like five tokens that represent the different resources and that's it baby you just do your thing you know what i mean like and you oh yeah. well in the in the rooms obviously the room tiles so well that's the other thing the room tiles yeah. andrew is what you do is some of the actions you can do and like the main actions are like excavating which is to say like you you know clear a space to put a room on and then a different action for like building the room you know what i mean which mm -hmm. so so it's a classic uve thing where you gather resources and then you spend those resources to you know in this case build a room and then that room then triggers like an action or a thing you can do um that then helps you and you're building an engine that way so it's like the sims but in a cave you know it's, it's like, like the you sims, gotta but in a cave. space and then exactly and then you decide where where are my rooms going? You, you know? got it right. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get them a job. You gotta uh, give them a toilet, but then build and then take it away so that they pee on the ground. That's just like The Sims. You know what I mean, Andrew? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's the that's one of those actions. Yeah, that's one of those. Um, yeah, I one, guess the only one, one of the actions. It was an odd. <laughs> here, there's another thing that uh, Uve did a little bit different in this one is you can uh, set their house on fire and also they pee on the ground if you don't give them a toilet. <laughs> uh, it was an odd move, you know, by Uve, but. Uh, <clears throat> There well, are different well parameters where <laughs> there are different parameters for where you can put the rooms because uh, you also are building walls in this. So it's like if there's yeah. one wall, then you can put this type of room. If there's one of the rooms even has four walls, like the dungeon, right? So you need mm, four walls. There is a dungeon. One. In this one. So yeah. there's some strategy in that because uh, you can't just place them all willy nilly. And right. the other thing is that your the actions that you get to choose from. What does it start with? Four different actions, I think. And then yeah. as you go through each turn, another action tile gets flipped over. Right. So you get access to more and more choices. And you generally goes. you generally like shuffle those up. So that does add variety to the to the game because um it, I mean it's it's not super different. Like you're gonna end up flipping over all the same tiles, but the order is gonna be different. You know what I mean? Yeah, the um, order is gonna be slightly different. Both yeah. both with the actions you can take that like you're able to take as the rounds go by. And with the rooms that you could build, they all, all both of those instances, things get shuffled up, so the order is different each game. So it does kind of change your strategy each time. Um, and that's really it. The bottom line is like, hey, at the end of the game, like the rooms are worth a certain amount of uh, points, and uh, gold is a resource, and they're worth a certain amount of points. 
and uh, sorry, gold. Uh, guy get a little bit of money from uh, Paramount. I don't know who does uh, who does Austin Powers. Mike Myers slips me, uh, you know, some Bitcoin every time I uh, do a, a catchphrase. You know what I mean? One billion yes. Bitcoin. Sorry, uh, did it again. Got another one. Um, Mr. Snuff. What's this cat's name? Dang. All right, I just lost money. That's oh, negative money. Man. He just sent me a request. <laughs> no, that's on, you're, Yep. On on Bitmo for. Uh, uh, anyway, Andrew, that's you got to move game, your token down the. I got to move my token timeline. down the down the down the number line. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, I, we use a cryptocurrency that was developed by Uwe Rosenberg, and uh, I love it, quite frankly, because it's 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 radish coin, and it's <laughs> anyway. Um, Andrew, uh, uh, the person um, that's it. The person yeah, who. The well, game. the other thing we should say, Pete, because uh, <laughs> how do you, how do you even win this game? Yeah. Each room has a different number of victory points right. associated with it. So at the end. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of victory points at the end of a game, but this one's yeah, really simple. You insane. just add up all the numbs that you have on the rooms plus the, your leftover gold at the end. That's it. So it's just yeah. two things to add up. Right, um, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and then that's it. So, I mean, like, it's... Uh, oh, you know what we never mentioned, Andrew, was that this, just like Agricola, all creatures big and small, this is specifically a two-player version of an existing game you know what i mean like um well and, and he did this on purpose he's there's there's a few different games that he did this for one of them is agricola mp creatures being small yeah I, I think this is a great time to get into the history of wow. the game because you're 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 stealing oh. my thunder now and taking Uh-oh. away all the stuff <laughs> well hey andrew <laughs> that maybe, i was hey andrew Hey, you know, hey, yeah. maybe get to your job sooner then. You know what I mean? That's How about okay. that for a note? Maybe, no, just... <laughs> how about, okay, since you, since you clearly know all the history of this whole game, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to specifically tell the history to your gonna, brother Lou Steele on this one. <laughs> oh, hey, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you could just not listen, and I could just tell this to Lou if you all want. Right. Uh, all right, all no. right, Lou, you listening? <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in. All right, he's here. He's 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 all perked up for the history. I'm gonna lean back and uh, you know, <laughs> right? And right, uh, right, read. Right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna fondle my picture of Uwe Rosenberg here a little bit while you go over the history with him. All right, all right. Well, I'm glad. Okay, you could just um, just sip on your gogurt back there. All right, here we go. <laughs> got my, uh, got my gogurt in <laughs> hand. Yeah. The game came out in 2017 by Uwe Rosenberg and Lookout Games. Yeah. Like we said, uh, it's a t- like Pete was just saying it's a two-player version of a bigger game that he made called caverna colon the cave farmers uh from 2013 so uh that was what i can't do math five years difference four years difference so four years after the original he came out with this one the two-player version and that's like you're saying he has multiple games like this where it's this big game uh of worker placement type thing and then they made a two-player version that's just like one aspect of that game yeah because in that game there was all kinds of you know you were farming radishes and all kinds of other stuff in that uh cover the original caverna (laughs) but this one is just the just the building the rooms in the cave um so he said that they the caverna was heavily influenced by agricola agricola came first um and he says that uh he took the game and just kind of added to it so he took agricola and added some things to it obviously he used a new theme but in uh, in that game, he replaced the cards with cave rooms, and he added uh, features like going on. You could in that game, you could go on quests and search for like rubies and stuff like that. Um, so most people consider these, along with a few others of his, to be in something called the Uve Harvest series. Have you heard of this, Pete? 
Uh, have I heard it? Uh, or did I the start harvest. the the rumor? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> the Harvest series, and so these games are. This is what it says on Board Game Geek, at least the Harvest series. The Uve Harvest series is Agricola, uh, Caverna, the Cave Farmers, uh, La Havre, which yeah. I believe also has a two. This this one also has a two player variant. It does. Which La Havre, the inland port. Gotta, yeah, we put that put that on our list, right? Hey man, if you're down, I'm down, baby. <laughs> That's the trifecta. We gotta do all three of those: Agricola, all creatures big and small, cave versus cave, and then slipping slipping Andrew a slipping Andrew a Uve Bitcoin to uh, to to bribe him into playing La Havre, <laughs> the inland port. All right. Um, but then there's also two other. There's a feast for Odin, uh, which I've never played before. I don't know. Oh, uh, it's one and of my then favorites, there's baby. Have you played it? Oh, you yeah, like that one? Yeah, I gotta and get, then, you, get you down with that one. Finally, Fields of Arl, yeah. or Arle, it's a new Arl, one, yeah. yeah, which that's a two-player only game, I believe, uh, from what I can see. Yeah, you're right, Andrew. That well, that's on my list, baby. That well, one I, started. Andrew, not just only is that on my player. list, I think that was one that I brought up to you, and you were like, "Oh God, no!" I was like, "You were like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Andrew, we got to play this one. Everybody loves it. It's it's relatively new. It's an Uve." And you were like, "Well, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, you farm." <laughs> and you were like, "Come on!" You were like, <laughs> "You were like, stop, dude." You were like. I was like, well, but you also raise animals, and you're like, enough. <laughs> you're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, seriously, like, come on. What, how many farming games is this guy going to make? It's like, it's, it's I mean, he's made enough, lots man. of other games. Right, he's made lots of other games with other themes, but yeah. it's like, man, oh, man, with the farming. It's Andrew, like, what do you want him know. to go back to Robin Hood, or do you want him to farm? So, okay? Do you want well, him to okay, do what point, he does best, or do you want him to dip you know, into what? <laughs> the Robin Hood game needed more farming, for sure. Yes. That would have made it better. <laughs> Um, so Lookout Games found that the two-player variants they were selling, uh, obviously there's a lot of sad people out there with just one friend like us. So, um, the Agricola, All Creatures was first, then the La Havre, and then they decided to put out the two-player variant on Caverna. And so I think that, that, you know, they say these appeal to like more casual gamer. Obviously it's like a shorter play time and fewer components, fewer rules to, you know, think about. So. That's kind of why they make them, I guess. Uh, I watched an interview with Uve from when this game came out. It was really hard to find like specific quotes from him on like what his process was in making this one. It seems like it was just kind of like a company decision, like okay, well we got to come out with a two-player version for this one, you know. So he's like, okay, I'll just turn it out in a day, you know, because out of his brilliant game mind. Um, but he, so he hardly mentioned this game. Uh, he, I mean, he mentioned, oh, yeah, this came out this year. But he did mention, that, I thought this was interesting. He mentioned many times in this interview that he has three little kids at home. Oh. And so he, in, in, that, in that year, uh, when this, what was it, 2017? In that year, um, he didn't design any new worker placement games that year. <laughs> he made a few, like, tile-laying games and, like, this two-player version of this other game that he had. He focused on easier stuff. That's what he said. Mm. So, Pete, this is a fellow tired dad. Oh, I see. I I'm see. loving it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Ube's, uh, you know. Ube's I, a tired dad. You know. Well, in that case, I'll just have you talk to my brother for a second here. <laughs> Lou, uh, I think this is your territory. Yeah, no, tired dad here. Drinking coffee at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> 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 ah, perfect, perfect. Perfect. All right. Perfect. So it's looking uh, to play a two it's me. game so I can get away. From the <laughs> yeah, <kids>. exactly. <laughs> uh, it's me, Lou, and uh, Uve. We're we're all tired dads, and uh, we'll be playing. We're, hey. we're starting our own three-player 
I'm like, podcast. I'm like <laughs> outside. I'm like outside in my car, like texting you, like I'm here, and you're like nothing, no response. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, only only tired dads allowed in the clubhouse tonight. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all just sleeping. ringing your doorbell. I'm I'm literally coming up on your phone, <laughs> a video image of me being like Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> to round out the history of this game, uh, they came out with an expansion called Era 2. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 2018, so a year later. And we'll be talking about this more with our in our acquaintance call-in on yeah. this episode later. Uh, so I don't want to talk about it too much here. We haven't... You, Pete, you haven't played it, have you? I have not uh, played we it. We haven't played it together. No. Yeah, no. So, But it's an expansion um, of this game, which, which adds a bunch of new stuff to the end of the game. It, it kind of... It makes the game longer, and you add, like, a whole other section to your cave. And mm-hmm. so it's, like, an extension of... So it's, like, you play the first part of the game, and then it's an extension on the end of the game. Which, and it has all kinds of other things that you can do. So. Right, right. I also did see some some speculation out there about Era 3, but nothing is Ooh. official yet. But a lot of fans are saying, ooh, when's, when's Era 3 coming out? It seems that like sounds, people are Yeah, that sounds era. like me creating a lot of uh, burner accounts on, like, <laughs> on the forum boards. Well, it just it got me thinking of like, well, because Era Two adds in some some elements of the original Caverna, uh, yeah. and so it's like, at what point does this game just become a two-player version? You're just playing right. Caverna <laughs> cave farmers as two people, because <laughs> you're because then you're also farming and you're also hunting for rubies and like right. you know fighting with your dwarves and stuff like that. So. And donkeys, uh, there's donkeys in the uh, in in there the are donkeys in Era Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and and in Era Two, that's right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah there's donkeys in that and, one. And, too, and, so. and honestly. Andrew, if that if that doesn't you know make you want to purchase Era Two, I don't know what will. Right, and that brings us to our next segment. How thirsty are these donkeys? <laughs> thirsty are these donkeys? <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, uh, I um, I must have the wrong um, the wrong spec sheet for this uh, for this oh, so- because actually what I have coming up next as a segment is review on this. Review on this. Okay, we're going to be reviewing on how thirsty these donkeys are. Pete looked up how <laughs> thirsty these... Come on, Pete, we got to make Andrew, this work here. Andrew, uh, Andrew, this donkey is 3 out of 10 thirsty. <laughs> okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 3 out of 10. Okay. Oh, this is, of course, the segment where we uh, look at people's reviews online for the game and then uh, kind of speculate what, uh, what's going on with them. What's going on with them? Andrew, this person... Blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, get there. <laughs> this person gave it a 3 out of 10. They said, This game is an uninspired mess of transforming a number of tokens represented by the height on a scale, not even in actual wooden tokens, into numbers of other tokens, occasionally stopping to add a new conversion rule to your own board so you can convert it even more different ways. Not intending to play this game again with the far superior all creatures big and small in my possession. Hey, Andrew, this Ooh. guy is correct in this review. You know what I mean? Like, all everything no! you said, everything you said no, is true no. about this being a, a number conversion puzzle. But so is all creatures big and small, Andrew. So is every uh, single game yes. that Uwe Rosenberg has ever made. What is this guy doing? You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, this whole thing is about like converting resources and just like, t- you know, current turning in the money. Like, what's up with it? What's uh-huh. up with this this game specifically? And it's like, hey man, it's every single game this man makes. You're either <laughs> in with it or you're out with it. Make up your mind. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, also, our version has the wooden. He said it doesn't have wooden. Uh, yeah, I think maybe this. I think tokens? maybe this kid, this guy's kid, tried to. It probably ate them all. You know what I mean? Oh, and that, that brings, brings us to our next segment. Choke, choke on this. this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Andrew. This How pr- thirsty are these kids? How thirsty okay. are these kids after choking on this, Andrew? <laughs> this is this person gave it a four out of ten, and they said. Dull, boring, repetitive, very thin theme. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if I'd say that the dwarves are thin per se, oh. Andrew. They're kind of oh, they're kind of stout. Good point. I don't know that there's a thin theme going on here as much as like a small round theme going on here. Know what I mean? Ao, right. hello, and yeah. and I'm in the dad club with the <clears throat> with the dad joke. You finally open the door, <laughs> but it's only to let my <laughs> it's only to let my brother and Uve out, and I'm like, hey, wait, hold on. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> This person gave it a 5 out of 10. He said, really wanted to enjoy this game, but just didn't. Love, Caverna, and this is a poor cousin. Hey, Andrew, let's go ahead and normalize being a poor cousin, okay? I ha- <laughs> What's this guy? This guy's using it like a, you know, like a pejorative? Well, I happen to be someone's cousin. I happen to also not have any money, Andrew, so, you know? <laughs> Is there's always there's always the poor cousin archetype. There's always a cartoon character yeah. whose cousin shows up for an episode, and he's dumb and he's poor, and that's I think that that's some 1950s stuff. That that's in this right now, right. Andrew. No more poor okay. cousin talk. Well, you're brave to bring it up, Pete. I'm, Thank you. I applaud you. Good job. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. I appreciate that. Andrew, this person gave it a 5.5 out of 10, and they wrote ho hum was about as much enthusiasm as I could generate, and I'm not sure why, frowny face. Now, Andrew, in dwarf language, okay, ho-hum is actually it's actually pretty <laughs> good, right? This guy's using it like it's a bad thing, but, they, you know, the dwarves are like, ho-hum, ho-hum, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's off to work we come. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I know that's all. <laughs> Andrew, I remember, do you remember, I remember uh, an acquaintance I think we both share playing... Like an early, like an early Warcraft, like Warcraft three or something like that, and you would click on a worker and you give them a task and they would say something because they oh. and they, they would go off to work. You remember this? Like I'm pretty sure that if you like clicked on an orc and sent it to the you know forest to chop wood or whatever, it would be like, okay, I'll do it. You know what I mean? But if you clicked on a dwarf, right, I think they'd right. be, I think they would literally be like, ho hum, I'm off, I'll see you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they would say yes me lord i know they they would yes, say that a lot yes, but me I, they, lord. Might, they might have said ho hum as well you're they right probably uh, did. you know what i mean i mean i know in in snow white they're always saying hi ho so i mean ho hum is kind pretty, of a pretty close right yeah. it's kind of like you know how aloha is hello and goodbye you know it's like ho hum and <laughs> hi ho are kind of you know <laughs> right you know andrew this person gave it a six out of ten and they said uh can't trade was a gift from Sarah, which <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> that seems like a kind of memento-esque message to himself. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like it's tattooed on the, like the internet, if you will. He's like, don't trade, gift from Sarah. Sarah is your wife. You love her. Her son is not her son. <laughs> and it's like what? And it's like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if everybody's watched Memento, but that's a pretty solid uh, joke from me. If you watch Memento, uh, yeah. Anyway. I feel like we brought up Memento many times. Numerous times. I think it probably influenced my college. I think it probably came out when I was in college, and probably my entire personality is based off it. But right. Well, yeah, I know. I know that about you. Uh, By the way, you need to uh, make sure you don't uh, don't talk to your brother tonight. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just tattooing that on. Yeah. 
Andrew, this person, um, <clears throat> this person gave it a six out of ten, and they and they just wrote solo approved. Andrew, oh, you know uh, what my question's gonna be, Andrew. Han yeah. or Ben, baby? Which solo? There we Which go. Solo, Andrew. Check it off your your you know, your sheet. There's the Star Wars reference for the episode. Now, Star which, Wars reference. Which solo do you think is more likely to approve this one, Andrew? That's my that's my question for you. What do you think, Ben? I guess Han. Um, this one. Ooh, this one. That's a good point. Um, I'm gonna say Ben Solo, yeah, it's ben. aka yeah. Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, because I know he likes to. Sl- get angry and slash stuff up with his that's lightsaber good. so yep. he could be good at excavating with that yeah thing, you know? that's good that's good but it's also andrew you missed a, a crucial part that ben only okay. he only has one friend you know what i mean <laughs> and it's and it's ray and it's ray skywalker you know what i mean that's true yeah and, and yes and yes andrew i did mean to say ray skywalker just making guys furious out there no, for just, just you know what i mean Making big, you know, making no. making dumb Star Wars guys, and her name shouldn't have been Skywalker. It's like, yeah, well, it is. Tough luck, you know what I mean? Right, you're one of those guys who just wants to see some some really old thing from the old expanded universe become a movie and be like, hey, Disney, make this movie. It'll make a million dollars. Just do it. And everybody's like, who is that? It's from some weird book that you liked when you were seven. Okay, no. <laughs> Andrew, I love being into that movie, but we're not going to get into it now. Uh, I'm with uh, I'm with okay. Ray Skywalker all, all well all along, baby. And getting back getting getting back to the solo thing, uh, we yeah. did totally forget to mention that you there is there are rules for this game that you can play it by yourself. Yeah, and uh, I've done it, which is multiple times. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of unique. For I don't know if we've have we ever reviewed a game that has solo hmm. moves? a solo variant. Maybe not. This might be a first. Maybe not. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, obviously, well, we okay, it wasn't it was a bonus episode, but obviously all the Oni Rim games, all, all the Oniverse games are all well, that, solo yeah. or double. But that's, that's, that's a bonus a whole, episode. That's a whole yes. thing. Yeah, not canon. Yeah, not You're canon. Right. Know what I mean? It's um, <laughs> not canon. It's kind of kind of like Ray Skywalker. Andrew not Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew. <laughs> kind of like Ray Skywalker's not canon. You son of a. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> this person gave it a six point eight out of ten, and they wrote conservative rating. Will adjust after more plays. Mm, so playing this game more is going to stop this man from being a conservative, Andrew? Sign me up. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> it's like he comes to realize that, like, all the dwarves need to pool their resources to make sure that everyone has good quality of life or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, maybe that does work. Yeah. <laughs> he smashes his, uh, you know, framed picture of Ted Cruz, puts it in the garbage. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Rand Paul, Rand, smashing his Rand Paul Funko Pops on the ground. I'll never listen to this man again. Um, Andrew. <laughs> Wait, I just totally, I totally wasn't listening when you said Rand Paul Rand Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta sell that. Patreon, top Patreon level, we give, we give you, we sell a, start selling a Rand Paul Funko Pop. That's um, right. That's right. It's just a, a easily smashed Rand, Rand, you know. Andrew. This person gave it a 9.5 out of 10. So, you know, almost perfect. Wow. And they wrote wow. another cracking two-player from Uve. Guys got it going on. <laughs> so, okay, Andrew, <laughs> besides, okay. besides the fact that I wrote this one, here's what I say. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like this is the person on the street in a movie scene when, like, Uve's walking by and, uh, some, like, something good has happened you know in their life uh-huh. you know like they just got a promotion or something like that and then they have that sh- scene where it's like ba da 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 and 
and they're like you know walking down the street like super confident and uh, and like an, right. uh, an extra like watches them pass by and goes like okay looking good Uve you know what I mean and they're right. you know one of those scenes in the movie Uve's got it going on carrying two cans of paint and like uh, BGs are playing like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly got it and they're watching they're watching Uve you know stroll by and going like whoa you know <laughs> and that's their one line in the movie they get. <laughs> And they get their uh, SAG card out of it, so that's good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, SAG card, hey, how about that for a transition, Andrew? I think there might be uh, a well-known ac- ac- actor at the door, Andrew, is my is my is what my premonition is uh, saying to me here. All right. Um, hey, Lou, could you get the door for us? <laughs> All right, Lou, get the door for us. Oh, hey, guys, it's, it's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Yes, Lou is Lou is the butler now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can I get you anything else while, while I'm out? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that'll be all, Lou. Uh, <laughs> all right, Andrew, uh, tell us a little bit more about this segment, please. I forgot all about it. Okay. Dr. Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top ten phrases, just, just regular old phrases, you know, that you definitely will hear someone saying while playing this game of Caverna cave versus cave oh that's right number 10 hi ho number nine you have my sword and my bow and my flax number eight yeah it's kind of an open concept cave here number seven give me your name flax master and i shall give you mine number six okay so uh here's the kitchen and right off the breakfast nook there is the dungeon number five i I could excavate that. Number four. Mom, could I trade in my broccoli for some gold? Number three. Let them come. There is one dwarf in Caverna who still draws a breath. Number two. Okay, I I just saw a dwarf ride by on a really tall bicycle, uh, holding a really expensive coffee and wearing really tight jeans. Uh, I just think that this cave is just getting gentrified right now. Number one. Certainty of flax? Small chance of success? What are we waiting for? Hey, everybody. We're going to take a quick time out from the regular show to tell you about a little something called Patreon. Yeah. I've been meaning to look uh, look this up on the internet, Andrew. Tell me more. (laughs) We now have a Patreon where you can pledge some money to show us your support, help us kind of keep the lights on around here. And uh, guess what? There is, at the very introductory level, only $2 a month, you get access, as a thank you, you get access to a monthly bonus episode. More of Pete and I talking about uh, board games and really just anything else. We kind of go off script every month um, from our regular show. It's it's a lot of fun. Plus, Wait, Andrew, are you yeah. telling me that for the uh, measly less than a co- less than a a cup of coffee, uh, and I give you that every month, I get access to even more show that other people don't have access to? That's right. Plus, you also get access to some Pete and I streaming us playing some board games every month. So you get uh, a little bit of interaction what? with us there. Yeah, you can even chat I get us. To, I get to look look at you, look at your faces, and watch you watch how bad you are at board games, like in real time. It's so fun. So you get this. Plus, there are other levels where you can get other great stuff. So check us out at Patreon.com. That's right. Patreon, which is, of course, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com forward slash Two Can Play That Game podcast. 
chess break. Yeah, okay, Andrew. Time for a chess break. And guess what? It's my move, baby. You're in trouble. Oh, wow. That's not what I was going to guess. You're okay. in trouble. All right. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, well, Andrew, I'm in trouble here. Surprise. I'm moving my rook to D7. Holy right. smokes. My rook's going real close to your queen there, Andrew. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. There's suddenly a siege tower, you know, appearing right behind your queen, Andrew. That's what a rook is. That's a siege tower, you know. Okay, rook to D... Yeah, you are getting a little close to my queen there. I... Could you like back up a little bit? It's like a little rude to be so close to my queen. Well, you know? I would if I would if I could, Andrew, but I can't take two turns in a row. Know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh. So uh, we're gonna have to have you take your turn, but it's gonna have to wait, Andrew. Oh, come on. Yep. Sorry. All but, right. And you know why, Andrew? Why? We got an acquaintance calling. Acquaintance call-in. Yeah, that's right. It's time for an acquaintance call-in. And this is the part of the show where we talk to someone who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show, quote-unquote. But for our show, that would, of course, be disingenuous. So let's just talk to an acquaintance, just somebody we know. Andrew, who do we have on the line today? Well, Pete, our acquaintance today, somebody uh, from the board game world here to talk to us about Caverna Cave versus Cave and just other board game stuff in general. Uh, we have T. Kyrez on the line. T, are you there? I'm here. Hi, T. Welcome hey. to the show. Welcome, T. Thank you. Um, T, T, it is great to have someone in the board game world on our podcast because Andrew and I uh, are basically not in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, our, so our listeners are probably, this is a feast for them. You know what I mean? Right, because right. they're, they're currently listening to you know, two white guys who uh, basically are looking in the window of the board game world like uh, like a couple of young children looking at candy in a candy shop. You know what I mean? From the 1950s. And we're seeing peppermint sticks and uh, other terrible candy. Licorice, other terrible candy. Uh, no, and good candy, good board games. That's a, I didn't realize that, of course, the candy is the board games. Anyway, uh, T, what I mean to say is it's great to have you. Um, now, T... Um, mm-hmm. you, of course, um, are, uh, people can find you on Twitter if they want at the one tar, but they also can find your work, uh, in a more subconscious way, in a more subtle way, behind the scenes way, if they are doing anything with Haba games, right? Because you are a games manager at Haba's North American branch, right? Mm-hmm. The USA branch. Yeah, the USA. It's a funny name. It's Haba Games USA or Haba USA is the the legal name of the corporation. But mm-hmm. we we do all of North America. So <laughs> there's Canada, gotcha. there's Mexico. Yeah. OK, I <laughs> yeah. got you. I got you. Wow. How do they feel about that? Canada and Mexico. They're not even, you know, I mean, well, so when the company was incorporated like 29 years ago, uh, it yeah. was definitely specifically mostly just for the U.S. And then at some mm-hmm. point they were like, oh, yeah, there's oh, right, other countries right. like over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. More yeah. people to buy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, we were talking in the green room, T, about about Haba stuff. It definitely appeals. To, it's right up my alley, this kind of stuff. Uh, could, you, could you elaborate a little bit more? Let the listeners know if they're not familiar with Haba. 
Yeah, I will. So Hava is a German uh, toy and game company that was, I think they're 82 or 83 years old. I, I forget. Um, That's and... why it appeals to me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's an old, old German company and it's super, super well known in Germany, less so here in the U.S., they really focus and have focused for a number of years on making high quality, sustainable, like wooden focused uh, toys and games. And for the games division specifically, they make a lot of games that are rooted in child development and um, specialized with different cognitive development skills and things like that. And we don't advertise the technical part of it because that's not the fun part. Um, the fun part is, is that they specialize in making games that are fun for kids and will help kids grow in fun ways, but they're also super fun for adults and they're like good quality fun games. So like yeah. Rhino, Healer, Rhino Hero is probably one of our most known or Animal Upon mm. Animal. Um, but we also okay. have a whole line for like toddlers. So you can work on growing your own little gamer. Yes. Mm. It's perfect for I tired dads just like me and moms and everybody, you know, <laughs> all parents. Yes. Uh, anybody who's tired and a parent out there, it sounds, it's perfect. <laughs> well, and of course, uh, Andrew is our yeah. resident tired parents. Uh, right. So speaking for all tired parents there, uh, T and I, of course, looking in at you, uh, wondering, you know, what that's like, I think. But also <laughs> glad that we don't know what that's like, I think. Yes, I enjoy being uh, everyone's favorite aunt uh, that works go. for a game company. It's the best. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been. Uh, I've. I was was just on a family vacation, and so I had to be the fun uncle for a week. And uh, let's just say that's pretty tiring, Andrew. I think I know what it's like to have kids every single day of your life because I was with them for one week out of the year. Phew, you know what I mean? Just like infuriating, Andrew. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure there. I know it's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I had to I, I had to spend time with them roughly 30 minutes to an hour a day and I'll tell you what Andrew I think I know exactly what you're going through <laughs> so relatable so relatable yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah now, Andrew you gotta you gotta jump on this hobba train for sure you gotta get that kid. your <laughs> kid's sure. extremely smart by the way so I'm sure this stuff you know scales up so oh right of course well and also um, T hey if hobba's looking for you know some a kid to experiment on you know what i mean i'm telling you andrew's kid is very smart think, and uh i think they call them play testers not like uh you know someone to experiment on as you yeah play. well you know it's i mean the preferred, yeah preferred terms usually play tester we just actually call the lab a kindergarten actually oh, so um, okay uh, yeah no actually like legit hava campus and and headquarters the headquarters in germany the campus there are two kindergartens on campus that hava like runs and the yep the kids are uh play testers oh um, kinder because kindergarten is a german yep. thing yeah that's oh, yeah. No, i get it i get it but it's like an actual kindergarten and they yeah so with daycare and and teachers and they follow the German curriculum and that kind of stuff, but then they use Hava hmm. products. Huh. So okay. yeah, fun. If you want to just give your kid amazing uh, Hava access, just move to a small village in Germany called Badrodok and uh, enroll them in the kindergarten. There you go. Okay. Right. Currently booking well, my flight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Andrew. We'll see it all remote from here on. Auf Wiedersehen. All right. Now, we got to get to the, the main topic here today. On yeah. this show, we're talking about mm -hmm. Caverna mm -hmm. Cave versus Cave. And really, that's why yeah. 
why we brought you. I saw something T on your YouTube uh, mm-hmm. where you guys were playing uh, this game. And uh, oh, and actually, before I mislead our listeners and they think that we're too friendly, uh, we just got to check. Oh. We we are not friends, right? T, that for, just for our legal department, we want to make sure. No, no, you're uh, you are strangers who messaged me randomly, and I agreed to <laughs> jump on a phone call and be recorded with. Um, <laughs> I'm wow, I'm I'm questioning my decisions now, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you're well, in good company there. Just about everybody does who comes on the show for sure. Not sure how much of a joke that was because that's literally what happened. So yeah, uh, no, that wasn't a joke. It was the truth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Andrew was like, "Hey, watch this. I'm going to I'm going to be as creepy as possible." And I said, "Andrew, I support this." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we always look T, we always look for when we have guests on the show, someone who um, either is connected to the theme of the game that we're covering in some way, but in this case, we know no mythical dwarves that, you know, live in the mountains. Um, unfortunately, Though Andrew mm-hmm. swears, swears that he's met Gimli before. And I tell him, I don't think so. I say, I don't, I think you're lying up a storm, Mr. Andrew, Mr. Miller. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing we get, if we can't get something like that, is we get somebody who is, you know, uh, who really does enjoy the game. Um, and that way we can talk to them about what they like about it or, um, you know, just chat about it, chew the fat, if you will, about the game a little bit here. So when we were looking around the internet, um, first of all, we found a ton of free apps that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when, we were, when we were looking around the internet, we found uh, a lot of adult material. We found a lot of, um, Farmville, uh, invites, <laughs> uh from my mom on facebook and but then we also found a lot of posts um from you uh, specifically about caverna cave versus cave um because you do um some fun videos um on your youtube channel about um like learning to play games and also talking through them and then you also did a month of expansions and stuff like that so we saw and learned from some content from you about Caverna Cave versus Cave and also its expansion. So we were like, we gotta, we gotta nail T down as a guest if we can, because uh, this is someone we can really talk about this game about. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's, we made those videos quite a while ago, um, yeah. <laughs> but we do still really enjoy Cave versus Cave um, and the expansion. And uh, considering how quickly we get rid of games, the fact that we still own it is, I think uh, everything that needs to be said. So I think yes. we're done here, maybe? Yes, uh, well, it was great talking to you. You know what I mean? Just zoop, zip that one up. He's really trying uh, to get off this call, but uh, I, um... <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, you're locked in. Um, Andrew, lock the Zoom. No, uh, the T, I did see that in your video, basically, that you were saying, hey, we are, you, you specifically said um, that you and your partner are very, uh, stingy about mm, which games mm-hmm. you keep basically. Um, mm-hmm. and so you were like, if we still have it. So the fact that you still have it after all these years too, um, speaks a lot to it. Um, and I, I own a physical copy of it as well. And I, I'm the same way I, that, you know, I, I'm already looking at things I gotta, you know, start calling in my collection or whatever. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to touch this one at this point, but, uh, but we shall see. I, I, I do really enjoy it. Uh, T, I have one question for you, which is, I know that you have also played, um, Agricola, all creatures big and small, as mm-hmm. have we. We've covered that yeah. um, in an earlier episode. Uh, and um, 
I guess so. Have you ever played um, La Havre, the inland port? That is something I have not played. I don't think Andrew has either. Um, but it mm-hmm. is it is Uwe Rosenberg's like other two player, mm-hmm. you know, version of a big. And I know Andrew mentioned it um, earlier in the, in this episode about that being like part of almost like a trilogy, basically between all creatures big and small, um, cave versus cave, and then inland port. Um, yeah. But I've never gotten a chance to play it. Have you played inland port? I have, um, but I played that, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many years ago now. I think we might be going on like six or seven years ago on that one. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we have Le Havre, and that's mm-hmm. another one we actually still own um, as yeah. well, the main game. Uh, and and we don't we don't have Inland Port anymore because um, the building, I don't know, it was just really interesting. The building combo and the rondelle for the, like the resource management stuff in the Inland Port it just kind of it was it was too fiddly for the two player and mm-hmm. we were kind of almost like i just want to play the big game yeah. like you know yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. too much of a miniaturized version whereas yep. with all creatures big and small because it focuses on the animal hun- husbandry in such a specific way yep. um and with the fences i feel like it's it's different enough from main agricola cuz i'm not feeding anybody i'm not planting crops Mm-hmm. And then with cave versus cave, it's super similar. Like I'm not worried about clearing out a forest. I'm not worried about making animals. I'm not worried about planting things. I'm just mm-hmm. digging out a cave and yep. then trying to like make combo buildings, um, which in Caverna, main Caverna, you actually are doing like less of the building combos, I feel, mm-hmm. than you do in cave versus cave. I, I actually played Caverna two player. Uh, I played all the games uh, prior to coming on this podcast because I had a week notice. So yes, there's that. I but love I, it. <laughs> I played Caverna I two it. player just to remember. And then we played Cave versus Cave. And then we played Cave versus Cave with the expansion. And we yes. played Octopus because it put us in the mood. Awesome. Um, awesome. So, yeah. yeah. You mentioned the expansion, the Age Two, right? Um, yeah, Era Two. Yeah, Era, Era two, two. Thank Andrew. you, Andrew. That's sorry. Well, we've never played it. That's my point. We've never played that one. So that, <laughs> that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Is like, uh, hey, what's that like? Um, I know it like puts more onto the end of the game, right? Am I right? It uh, It's 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 super unique for a game expansion because what it does is normally when you add an expansion to a board game, traditionally, what happens is you add the materials of the expansion to the main game process. Mm-hmm. So like if you're going to add new resources or buildings, they're available and part of the main game flow. So if you know Uwe's title, um, Fields of Arl, mm-hmm. uh, he has the expansion T and something. Um, T is all I care about in that game. I wonder why. But um, <laughs> with that expansion, that's kind of like a traditional expansion. Like you you have those re- new resource types and the new boats and the new T and you can start using those immediately when you start playing. But with the cave versus cave expansion, the era two iron age, he actually, you play the first game, like the base game, you just play a full base game. And then at the end of the base game, you score it. You even score it and figure out who won the base round. And Mm -hmm. then you set up the second game, you set up the second part, the expansion, and you like bolt it onto your first, uh, round or your first Mm -hmm. game so you actually Mm -hmm. you have a new cave board and you slot it on to your cave board that you did in the first era and you don't adjust any of your resources like you have the same amount of resources that you ended the the first era with um and then you put out new buildings and you just and then you have uh four 
more rounds with four actions each and there's some different stuff with that which is interesting but then you just you play like more of the game but with different stuff um Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting because you have to like play the first game if you're going to play the second if you're going to play the era the second era you have to play the first era with that in mind Mm -hmm. because you kind of have to be like okay am i gonna want that building for another 12 rounds is that gonna help me or like setting up an engine in a more um you're not the the finish line essentially gets moved 12 rounds back right um which is such a different way to think about it yeah because when when andrew and i were playing it um I don't know about you, Andrew, but I feel like in those final rounds, I was just kind of like, no, I'm just going to pick a room, whatever room has the highest value. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not going to really have to, I'm not going to really get a chance to use the ability very much. You know what I mean? Right. So I'll just try to find, can I, can I pull off the highest scoring room or whatever? But like you said, see, if, if there was yet another four rounds after that, then I would be like, well, actually maybe I'll get kind of like a lower scoring one, but it's going to help me in the long run, generate more resources, that kind of thing. That's fascinating. Would you say, T, that the expansion is necessary? Like, you know how some people will be like, eh, give or take the expansion, who cares? And then some people will be like, okay, don't play it without the expansion. <laughs> I think because the expansion is the way it is, where you're, it's, it's essentially just a second game on mm-hmm. top of yeah. the base. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a hat, you know? Like, I don't know, yeah. are you going outside? <laughs> how cold is it? You have your coat on, <laughs> do you need a hat? Um, yes. you know what it's 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 I genuinely think it's like that because the base game I'm not going to do the math but I if I if I remember correctly the base game because you're playing however many rounds and the way the action uh stuff accrues I think you're doing either 12 or 16 actions in total over the round over the course of the base game mm-hmm. and then with the expansion you're doing an additional 16 uh actions Okay. Yeah. So you're like literally doubling the game. Right. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, if you want more, mm-hmm. like, le- like legit double your fun right. Right. of this product, then yeah, definitely get the expansion. And the nice yeah. part is if you have the expansion, there's absolutely no reason why you can't be like, let's just play one game, like the era one, mm-hmm. and we'll see how we feel at the end of it. If yes. we want to do era two. Yeah, good point. Because it's double double the fun, uh, double mint gum, but also double the time at that point, mm-hmm. too. Because if you're doing the same amount of actions, you know, with with AP and stuff like that added in, it's like, well, now you're playing the game twice, essentially, but two different games. So then, yeah, that's a good point. So you can kind of decide um, whether it's hat weather based on uh, the, the kind of time you want to invest. That's kind of one of the things I like about just the base game is quick and then you'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, let's set it up again and play. But yeah, yep. I guess if you wanted a longer game night or whatever, you could do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this yeah. is, this, this appeals to me because I love dragging Andrew <laughs> yeah, right. deep into my pit of a long game. And he's like, Oh, I would love something kind of like light and breezy and quick. And I go, Oh, okay. Why don't I just lock you into 16 more actions, four more rounds of four <laughs> actions. You know what I mean? And, uh, and he goes, well, can I uh, say no? And I go, well, I've already set it up. So I've already bolted it to my, <laughs> my, my the base game. So see, now we talked about the fact that this uh, expansion adds another era onto the end. You, you were talking about how unique it is that it doesn't just kind of 
mix in with the first part. It literally just creates a, a whole extension that doesn't even start until the first one's over. Hence, like, era two. It's a whole new era, and the way the first era went affects, you know, the second era. Do you think, do you, do you like that as, like, a mechanic for an expansion? Like, like when you when you play this expansion for Cave versus Cave, or do you find yourself going, like, this is kind of a cool idea that maybe other games should do? Or, or do you think to yourself, like, uh, this is kind of a gimmick thing that this ga- that works for this game specifically, but I don't know that it would work for other games. I think that it works for this game, and I definitely don't think it would work for a lot of games. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is designed with this idea, but there are other games that have similar concepts just in their evolution. Like if you think of mm-hmm. Seven Wonders and the three ages in Seven Wonders and yeah. the introduction of the um, uh, the upgrade cards and then the, the guilds yeah, and the things the like guilds, that, yeah. you kind of see this isn't um, this isn't a completely unknown or like revolutionary uh, idea. But the thing that makes it different is that it's not contained in a single game. It's two SKUs. It's an expansion that is on a a standalone product. And um, I think that it was an interesting way to do it to make the two-player game more accessible from a um, casual gamer short game night time period. And then if you are a gamer that wants that more heavy title, you can add the Iron Age in and it's really nice. And so it's one of those things where I think like, if I was going to play with our neighbor who thought the best game in the world was Ticket to Ride until they moved in next door to us and then I showed them a whole new world. Um, If I was going to play with them, I would probably just play the base game with them. Mm -hmm. And that would be kind of where their patience is at and where their knowledge is at. And also like they would need, I would kick their butt, let's be honest, because I know the building. Um, Right? But (laughs) like, that's a game. Yeah, oh yeah. But that's like, (laughs) I would loan our base game to the neighbor and be like, here, just play this. But I don't know if I would feel comfortable loaning them like the base game and the expansion together. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause yeah. just like of like how they play games and the kind of games that they play. So right. it's kind of nice that it's, it's separate and it's not by default mixed in. So I do like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, the answer is yes to all of everything you ask because it's, 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 it's revolutionary, but it's not, and it's not a gimmick, but it's also not like needed, but it also can't be done for every game, but it could be It's yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Mark it off. All right, good. Mark yep. it off. Uh, well, and also, I wouldn't loan the expansion to my neighbors because I better be getting all of those donkey meeples back. You know what I mean? And if I'm missing <laughs> one of them, whoa, I'm calling the police on them. You know what I mean? I, or their landlord or something. Same, same thing, essentially. So, T, this is a two-part question. One part, first part, is so you... Uh, I know that you and your partner both love Caverna, the big mm-hmm. box game. Uh, and I know that you really like uh, Cave versus Cave along with the expansion. So first first part of this question is among those three, I, I, it, would it be correct to assume that you'd it's really Caverna the big box o- on top for for you if you wanted to play it in a two player version and then the um, but but then would it be the Caverna Cave versus Cave with the expansion and then? The just the base K versus Cave. How do you rank those three? And then I'm gonna need you to tell me what your favorite Uwe Rosenberg game is that you've played. Mm, okay, and um, you can answer those in any order. 
so the the ranking is really tough because it's all time dependent and also space space dependent do i have two and a half hours and and a completely cleared off dining room table let's go with caverna okay uh you know what i mean if i have i've got 45 minutes and we've got half the dining room table maybe let's do cave versus cave with the expansion right um We've got 20 minutes and a quarter of the dining room table because we refuse to fold laundry. Yeah. Um, let's play cave versus cave. Okay. Now, I love it. Now you've got, okay, let's say you've got uh, 27 minutes and you've got 80% of the dining room table. Uh, we're going to need you to rank every percentage of your table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Andrew's wheelhouse because he's uh, making a spreadsheet already, right now. He's making a spreadsheet right now where he's thinking about his table space and he's. <laughs> oh yeah no especially with, with kiddos around because they're yeah right like what's the yes. likelihood of stuff gets missed or shoved around or yep yeah um yeah yep and then as far as like favorite uve rosenberg game we've played yep. a lot of them because he's i will say he's one of my favorite designers me too yeah um i tend to play uh, I play anything Uve has put out. Basically, there's a couple yeah. older, older games that I haven't played of his because they're hard to find or they're mm-hmm. three player specific. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um, I my favorite of his to play, I think is it's it's definitely still got to be Fields of Arl. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, Andrew and I have not played that one yet, and yeah, and it's one we really should be doing. Well, <laughs> I say that. But that requires a full dining table um, Andrew, and like two and a half, three that's, hours. Write that down. So, okay. That's why yeah. I put it off. I think the one that that is like, I like it just as much. I really do enjoy it. And mm-hmm. we actually own all the expansion decks um, would be Norsford. Oh, okay. And that oh, one, that's cool. For two players, we can do that on half a dining room table in under an hour easily mm-hmm. so and we have all of the expansion decks um yeah. and they're kind of funny like they're, they they've got one expansion deck that's just like all gold it's like it's like the dominion expansion that's all about colonies and gold like okay. where you get really really rich like yeah. they have one of those decks for Norsford, and it's just it's delightful because <sighs> the expansion also comes with little metal coins yeah. So you feel extra rich because you've got the little metal token coins and then you're just like making bank. Um, yeah. I love yep, it. Yep, yep. I love it. I'm making Scrooge. a list currently. Scrooge uh, McDuck. Twice. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The Scrooge McDuck expansion. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember and- which deck. There's two expansion pack decks that are out and they both come with coins, but one of them is specifically all about getting rich. So Uwe is nuts about Vikings. I feel like he's just. Uh... Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you read his? So with um, which one is it? He likes to write historical like booklets now about like the theme and stuff for his games. Oh, nice. Okay. And so he did that for um, he really really likes Fields of Arl, like that whole region. Like he, there's a basically a history paper in the rule. Like there's a separate rule book that's a history paper. So good. It's uh, Uve is like. Very based, if I were to use modern, uh, you know, uh, teen parlance or whatnot. But um, because I, I just feel like Uve does not care what anybody thinks of of his games. He like he makes them the way he wants to make them. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing it in like a really glossy. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the right word would be. But like it, it, most people are probably not going to read that history thing. But he's just yeah. like, no, make it, print it. 
put it in yeah. every single one of them because it's yeah. how I, it's how it's my vision for the game. You know what I mean? And uh, mm -hmm. it, I just I love that. I love that. Um, I like that about uh, I like the history um, document that he put in Patchwork as well. I love that one too. Mm -hmm. uh, about all the. Uh, it's like 17 pages, you know, about the quilting over the ages. You remember that one? <laughs> right. Yes. I, yes, Andrew. Well, I, I that's funny because that was uh, it was written in your handwriting, Andrew. So I, I kind of I think this is a I think this is a tooth fairy situation where I have, uh, <laughs> I have discovered at the age of five that you, in fact, were the one that wrote that history, Andrew. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I don't know if you agree with me on this one, but one thing I've always liked about Uve's game specifically is that they are kind of. Um, kind of playing off that, what I was just saying about Uve is, is that he, he also doesn't lean into tropes a lot with his games, I feel like. Um, and he kind of really focuses on things that we all do in, in every culture, like farming mm. and things like that, trading goods and things like that. Because like at the gates of Luoyang, like, um, which is said in East Asia, they have a wide variety of veggies. It's not just like a stereotypical, you know, stuff that everybody thinks when they're in uh, like in a dummy American who, who doesn't know anything about it. And they, and they come up with like stereotypical stuff from East Asia. So it's, it's a really wide variety. And like in this game and uh, cave versus cave, but also the regular Caverna, you have dwarves and everybody has their own set thinking of like what dwarves do and who they are. Um, but then Uve says, well, that, well, they actually are interior decorating in this one. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and also they farm, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Things that we just don't think of when we think of dwarves and stuff like that. So I don't know, is that with Uve being one of your favorite designers, have you gotten that sense from Uve where it's like, it, it it's, he could easily fall into a trap where he, you know, when he does games about Vikings and stuff like that, where he could easily get into a trap where he just leans right into the tropes or whatever, but he always kind of like throws in extra stuff that kind of makes it, multi-dimensional i think if you look at the detail in his games and mm -hmm. you look at like what you're doing in the game let's just go with agricola like you're feeding yeah. your family and you have right. to have room for your family and like to upgrade your ridiculous straw house into a timber house you have to collect the wood and all this other stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he is he is an attention to detail person and i think that he when he thinks of a game and he thinks of the mechanics involved in it he spends a lot of time looking at those details like for mm -hmm. example feast for odin took him um it was either three or four years of development and while yeah. he was working on developing feast for odin he pulled out and came up with concepts and games using elements of feast for odin as standalone games yeah. so patchwork actually came out of his development process for Feast for Odin. Uh, and it was likely, I imagine he's sitting there going, oh, they, well, they do it this way because of this reason. But also they thematically could be doing it this way. Yeah. Oh, that's a different game. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yes. I, and I feel like with the dwarf thing, he's like, oh, well, okay. I think he like tries to get into the theme where he's like, okay, I'm a dwarf and I'm living and I've got mm -hmm. my family of dwarfs. Well, we're going to yeah. need a place to live. But yep. we live in mountains and they wouldn't, we would actually have furniture and like right. nice stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, like, I think he just, he dives really deep into the theme and he doesn't do it in like a ridiculous yeah. way. He does it in yes. the like, oh, you know, we're actually going to, if we're going to have them have new workers and their family mm -hmm. members, they have to have a place to sleep, which means. Right. Like it's, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, very practical. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's grounded it's, in like a, a reality. Yeah. He embodies a reality of, of the, the theme that he's working with. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so that leads me into this hard-hitting question that I have for you, kind of about the theme here. Uh, so we have the base game of Caverna Cave versus Cave. We have Era 2, you know. Um, now, as we said at the top of this segment, T, you are deep into the board game world, okay? So I know that you have some inside knowledge. Um, <laughs> I, I just know that you, you're best friends with Uwe. So what's what's coming in the the eventual era three which we all know is coming at some point what what do you think <laughs> that one's going to be about what do you think well it's so in era one you really were focusing on gold and getting the rooms and and that kind of stuff and in era two we look at um ore mining and, and getting the donkeys and turning mm-hmm. that into iron and we see the value of gold kind of decrease and we see mm-hmm. uh importance and significance put on weapons so i think in era three three we're going to start seeing um mining of materials uh to make lithium batteries and using the gold for chip wiring and iron for bases to make teslas Wow! (laughs) and i think that the weapons are going to be used in the tesla war of the dwarven era three Yes. yes. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. That is official. <laughs> that's insider information. And you all have to sign NDAs because that's coming straight from. Right. That's from Uwe's the industry. Uwe's acquaintance. I met Uwe once. They signed a box. <laughs> wow. Yes, I know. Yeah. He, uh, he always goes to Spiel. So. Oh, um, nice. Cool. Yeah. And he usually is at least at one. He has a great deal in relationship with a few publishers, and he's usually at one of them at least every day for like a little bit of time to do signings. So wow, yep, oh, that's wow. I love the it. perks of working for a German company. <laughs> <laughs> well, T, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Um, we really appreciate you being on the show with us. We've learned a lot. We've laughed a lot, but we have to let you go because we got to get back with the rest of our episode. But T, before we go, let our listeners know uh, where they can find you if they want to find more from you, if they want to hear more from you, or if there's just anything you're working on that you want them to pay attention to, whatever whatever you want to leave them with as their as like your final thought or so. Let it run. That is that is such an open board. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff, and I've been in the uh, I've been in the games industry professionally. It'll be ten years next year, wow. um, and so I've done a lot, worn a lot of hats. Uh, I would just say if you're interested in hearing more um, serious, maybe insider info on the industry, not about the Tesla lithium dwarf wars. That was too um, serious, right? Yeah, that's too serious. Uh, Andrew and and I will take over, you know, the, the news on that front. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm the one tar on Twitter and I do, um, quite a bit of tweet threads about just random stuff about manufacturing and production of games, costs of games. I did a thread about like what my workday is once. Um, that was kind of eye opening for a lot of people and me. Um, you don't realize how much you're doing in a day until you have to like live tweet it. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I also like retweet a lot of interesting smaller creators and and fun, weird things like that. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, and the one tar is T H E O N E T A R, right? Yep. That's it. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, T, like I said, true pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Andrew, do you agree? Yes, of course. 
course well, I where agree. were you? You got to speak up, Andrew. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, All right. Thank I, you I, so I, much for being on the show, <laughs> T. It's been great having you. <laughs> this is coming from the guy that always railroads Andrew. Uh, anytime he's about to talk, I talk. You know what I mean? And that, and at the end, I'm like, where were you, Andrew? You know what I mean? <laughs> but T, it was great having you. And yeah, thanks we for hope having to tune back me. in with you again. Absolutely. All yeah, right, everybody. I love two players, so. Yes. yes anytime awesome we will be hitting you up again absolutely that has been t kairos everybody t see you oh, all right pete that was that was super fun wouldn't you say oh absolutely it was great talking to them yeah it's like it's that was like a, a whole party we were having together Ooh, you're absolutely right andrew and why end it now let's keep this party going andrew let's uh-huh. figure out how to be the life of the party Life of the party. Okay, now we're talking. Um, it's time to make this game, Cave versus Cave, into a party game. Even though, of course, we know that none of you out there listening are going to any party, you lonely suckers. All right? Because you only have one That's friend. That's right, lonely so. suckers. Um, it, but if you were going to a party, you know, how do you play this Uwe classic? Huh, Andrew, what do you think? Well, this is a very hypothetical uh, segment, isn't it? It's like, yeah, if, if ever it would happen. Yeah, but... Uh, if okay, ever, so, and it won't, yeah, but... Right, yeah. right. Um, my party idea is very simple. I think a lot of people could get on board with this. Okay. I think a lot of people will really enjoy it, okay? Um, it does take... You do need to clear out, like, an entire weekend for this oh, wow. uh, version, okay. okay? But So it's even yeah, longer so than you're playing gonna, Axis and Allies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very long, and, uh, yeah. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to want to all maybe get like a Groupon to like go, um, cave diving, like spelunking, you know, and like in real life. And so you're going to all like get a bunch of gear. So this is also very expensive, by the way, you got to get a bunch of gear and you probably like should like take lessons for like several years to get really good at it because you want to go. So good thing that it is all hypothetical Um, and you're never going to be able to do it, but right, right, right. Um, and so then you all go into a deep dark cave and you uh here's what you do you find a good place to set up two people in the party play the game uh just like normal okay while everyone else just holds their flashlights and and actually you know what we're gonna go with torches you all have to have fire torches in this one instead of flashlights no no electricity I see. um so you all have flaming torches yeah. and your job is to just fend off any bats or maybe bears that might be living in that cave okay. um or, you know, anything like that. So you're just kind of standing in a circle, just, you know, just fending well, until the game's over. And then you can all leave the cave. And, the, there and they're, and they're just like playing the party. normal game? Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, that makes it more fun because, oh, yeah. you know, there's an element of danger involved. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so Okay. So you're yeah. so these people are so, going to are gonna buy one of the world's most expensive Groupons uh, and yeah. all the gear just so that they can swing a, a flaming torch at a, at a bat? Yeah. I mean, well, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound so appealing, but I think it... I think Are you kidding me? It doesn't sound appealing to you, Andrew. Sounds great to me. I'm literally on Groupon dot org right now, buying a <laughs> buying my <laughs> ticket to the nearest cave. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, great. Yeah. So I'll meet you there. All right, end of podcast. See you, folks. Andrew and I are going to our nearest cave. <laughs> and if uh, we, well, we need to two, find we need two of you to, to yeah, we do need two of you to meet us there with with torches. I don't I'm not I'm not going to shell out any money for torches. So you guys got to bring the torches. Right. Uh, and the first two to get there get to get to pay get to buy get to pay for our group on and then also pay for theirs and then 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you got to bring kerosene for the torch. Now, Pete, Pete, that is probably the best idea for any party game anyone's ever come up with. So yeah. yours is going to be obviously worse than mine. mine but I'll let's let's hear your, let's hear yours anyway. No, I'm yeah. just kidding, Andrew. Now I have one that would actually appeal to people, Andrew. That's because we're going to fill all the rooms of a house with either whipped cream or popcorn or maybe both. <laughs> And then you got to eat I thought you were going to say rocks. <laughs> rocks. Yeah, rocks. Yeah, that's right. And then you got to eat a bunch of rocks like a Goron, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Ooh, Zelda no, reference. That's no, rare. no, no. Andrew, Andrew. Whipped cream or popcorn. Oh, you, gotta, you know what I mean? Oh, I love this. Okay. And then you yeah. got to eat, you got to eat the room empty, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, and maybe then you find out what was in there all along. You know what I mean? And then do that activity. So if you you're going to eat essentially enough, so much popcorn that you'd uh, you got to go to the hospital, but first, <laughs> for, but first, you suddenly you see like, uh, like a badminton setup or something like that, and you're like, oh, now I got to play badminton. That's the activity. That's my that's my action. I got to oh. take. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, it'll wow. be it'll be torture to do that after eating so much popcorn. But um, <laughs> you know, these are oh, all physical activities. I think. Yeah. Um, or it, well, I had this idea too, Andrew, because maybe okay, so maybe if you're not. Um, you know, su- uh, such a glutton for punishment or whatever. Maybe you shrink it. Maybe you do it in a gingerbread house. You fill a gingerbread house with like, um. peanut butter or fluff or something like that in the rooms, and then you eat that <laughs> out of there. You know what I mean? Nutella. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Disgusting. Um, you know, the popcorn thing, first of all, that would be a lot of popcorn. I don't know how you're going to pop that much popcorn. Uh, well, not. Uh, let me just say, not in my apartment, Andrew. You know what I mean? Got a small, got, got a small, <laughs> okay. got a small apartment in the city, Andrew. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> There'd be about three kernels um, in my apartment. You know what I mean? That popcorn thing reminded me of one of my favorite uh, college pranks that uh, yeah. we used to and pull. And go ahead, go ahead and list off college, your top five favorite college pranks. College pranks. <laughs> <laughs> well, number, number one, one is the popcorn. The uh, you, what you would do is late at night. Uh, you'd put, I guess we would use wrapping paper or something like that, um, across like where the door, the person's dorm room door is. Okay. But see, it's like the door, the door is like recessed in from the hallway a little bit. Like there's the door frame, and sure. then the door is like recessed in. So there's yeah. a space there. So you you put you cover it all over with uh, wrapping paper, and then there'd be a space, and then you pour in a bunch of popcorn or something like that in to fill in between the door. And then when they open their door oh. in the morning, boom, they get covered with popcorn boom they have breakfast ready for them (laughs) right there but when you said that it reminded me of that their whole room filled up with popcorn i love it you this is a classic you're literally kevin from home alone aren't you yeah i knew i we did it a few times and it was very hard to do while someone's sleeping because it can get kind of loud you know pouring popcorn against you can do it to me i'm a sound sleeper you know what i mean Uh oh shouldn't (laughs) have given you that you know what i mean just kidding uh what what if i'm i want popcorn so what if i what if i was like uh oh you could probably do it to me but please don't you know what i mean meanwhile i'm like can't wait to get that popcorn didn't Um, we do that one time or maybe i can't i don't think i ever came and visited no okay no because i would have called the cops on you I would have been like, "Hey, right. listen, Kevin from home, <laughs> Kevin from home alone is at it again." You know what I mean? They would have been like, uh, <laughs> they would have literally. I would have, and I would have said, "Don't bring the taser. Bring fully. Come with the gun. You know, already out." You know what I mean? And they'd be like, "Well, there's no other way we okay. do it." Anyway, Andrew, uh, that's my idea for being <laughs> life of the party, Andrew. 
Um, now, if you don't mind, hey, I'm Pete. feeling a little. I'm feeling. I'm getting a little hot in here, Andrew. I just realized I put a segment in, and and when I also plan to have my brother here. But what do I got to do, Andrew? I, I can't go back on it now. Uh, we got to transition into bottomless apps. <laughs> bottomless apps. Yeah, all that talk about popcorn was getting me hungry for some apps. Yeah. Uh, but actually, we're not talking about appetizers. We're talking about apps on your phone. We're talking about how can we That's turn right. this game into a hit mobile app. And, of course, it's bottomless apps. So, okay. Pete Steele, we got to get bottomless. Okay. we got to take That's off our fine. pants. It won't be so. the first time my brother's you know, seeing me. But it will probably have been the first time in roughly you know, <laughs> 33 years. But... Here we go. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's okay. hope. Let's hope. I've been through enough changes that he goes. Oh, I don't recognize. You know. What I mean? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We are bottomless. Uh, does uh, Lou, Lou, you still have your pants on though? <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's a good point, Andrew. All right, let's get it done. Do I need to get bottomless. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Don't worry. I took care of it. I pants them. You know what I mean? That's my that's all my, right. my, in my on my on my college Frank list. That's number one for me, baby. Yo, classic classic pantsing. You know what I mean? Weird science. <laughs> um, this is this is good having your this is good having your brother. We should do this every week. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like is uh, like he's like the Andy Richter of the show. I love this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's like the Max Weinberg of the. You know what I mean? Uh, playing the drums <laughs> right. and also being like, yep. I got my pants off, just like classic Max Weinberg, you know. That's why he got fired. You know, that's why he got fired. Uh, Andrew, uh, how are we going to turn this into a, a hit mobile app, Andrew? What do you think here? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say that recently, well, not when this is being released, way back in time now, but yeah, uh, we, uh, I broke down and I did download the app for agricola all creatures big yes, and small pete and i have pete and i have been playing Pure pressure. now it and i only downloaded it because we discovered that it is one of these apps where you can play over the course of multiple days you can right. you have 24 you hours to make your move you, right, which i love have, right you have a day to make your move it's yeah. not not ideal because it is the app does cost 3.99 so it was like okay yeah. and that's a little steep for me but uh so th- they've already got it down yeah. Uh, hey, Andrew, pretty well. How pretty am I well gonna, in that How one. am I gonna ever? Uh, how am I gonna ever pay for that app? Um, uh, that's uh, yeah. That's that's not my bag, baby. Never mind. Just paid for it with the Austin, with Mike Myers' Austin Powers money. So it's on, <laughs> he's footing the bill on that one, Andrew. Um, but I will say that there, I checked there, and then I thought, oh, maybe there's one for this game, but there is not. I was really disappointed. Uh, there, so there are there are no mobile apps for this game, so we got a blank slate here. Okay. But Blue there Stein. there are no mobile apps for this game, but in the App Store, as I was looking, there are so many apps starring High Fantasy Dwarves, I gotta say. Really? Um, just look it up like I did. Just search up Dwarves in the App Store. You get tons of pics of Dwarves looking so cool. And um, okay, I'm just most of these games right now, Andrew. Typing in dwarves here. Okay, yeah. we got dwarves xxx. We got dwarves high <laughs> Jap- no, ja- uh, high school in Tokyo. We got oh, these are all uh, Andrew. All of these are adult only. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. You're you're looking at the wrong place. And they That's cost the twenty dollars, and I just bought it. No. Wow, Andrew. Oh my <laughs> god. All right. Um, as I was saying, these dwarves, the one in my app store, they're looking so cool, and 
but I'll say most of these games are about lining up gems. I also noticed that's a common thing that they, yeah. they kind of have in common. Um, or so, for some reason, like, dwarves riding tanks and firing missiles at each other. Yeah, but I'm right. not talking they about all, that one. Right. Talk about the lining are, up gems. Right. They also are in the U.S. military <laughs> for some reason. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm not even exaggerating that much. There are a lot of dwarves yes. mining gems and lining them up. So yep. I'm thinking, you know, dwarves with beards are perfect for an app. So this is just another one that we could sell. Um, maybe, okay, so you're you're digging and you're excavating your cave, right? And yep. so maybe when you excavate uh, each room, you find a bunch of rubies in there that you have to line up in a certain order mm. in order to excavate the whole room. When you line yes. them up, yes. boom, the room is excavated. Yes, so Andrew. it's just, yeah. Right. I have the same exact thing, Andrew. First, you know, because no. <laughs> first you got to clear the rooms of rock, Andrew. But no one's saying they can't be different covered, colored rocks, Andrew, that you have to line you up. You had the same thing. I had the same thing, Andrew. <laughs> Listen, come on, baby. There's only two. There's only three type of app out there. You know what I mean? There's adult only. Right. There's uh, gyms, and uh, there's uh, oh, and then here's the other thing. Here, this is the third type of app. Uh, and what we also have to add in is uh, so maybe you got the room. Uh, and maybe uh-huh. then the dwarf is in a situation where they're going to get hit with like scalding acid if you pull the wrong pin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're going like, whoa, 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 or whatever. Oh, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, um, that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically what I'm saying, Andrew, is we just go ahead and we just completely ruin Uve's version, <laughs> vision for this game. <laughs> <laughs> I love the apps. Yeah, you have a little golden uh, rod that you pull out, they and then they get covered out. with lava and or something like that. And they just get covered like with yeah. lava, and it's like, yeah. At, but it's they after can't get you. The gold. It's after you've cleared it with the jewels, you know what I mean? Yes. And okay. also snood. So it's the same. snood we got to work in, but. Right. So it's the same game, except in order to excavate rooms, you got to go, you got to jump through a lot of hoops in order oh, yeah. to. Uh, to do it but that's what people love in in mobile apps and you got to make them jump through the right hoop or else it's going to be you know a pool of piranhas or something like that you know um andrew i'll tell you what that's some good ideas and it's so good that is um they're i would say they're delicious andrew how about that oh wait a minute Uh. hold on uh i think i seem to have excavated the perfect segue for our next segment hungry hungry hosts Hungry, hungry hosts. Yes, we are two hungry hosts here. Uh, by the way, pull up your pants, Pete. The bottom one's that's <laughs> nope. over, so you just pull them up there. Actually, there's nothing in this in the rule manual that says that I have to pull my pants back up after bottomless oh. steps. So I think my brother <laughs> okay. and I are just going to, you know. All right, we're just flying free for the rest of the show here. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, anyway, Hungry Hungry Hosts is a segment where we're going to pretend that uh, we are starving on a desert island, and so we're going to posit the question, what part of this game... Are you going to be eating first? Yeah, that's right. Now, Andrew, I might be tempted to go with the food tiles because there is just tiles that represent food in this game. So it's like, okay, that's a no-brainer. That's a slam dunk. No, I mean, that's a, that's a shack, you know, breaking the backboard yeah, slam right. dunk. No, I mean. But right, here's right. the thing. They don't actually have pictures of food on them, Andrew. They're just like a plate with a knife is what the depiction is. So it's like, well, uh, you know, it's, it's, somebody has already scraped the plate, it seems like. So now the flax um, that is in the game, 
You know, Andrew, I'm just realizing now, and this is a perfect time for us to first ever mention that there's flax in the game because all I mentioned it so many times <laughs> in the in in Fraser Crane. Um, so now, <laughs> go ahead and rewind this back about 30 minutes, folks, and and you're gonna love those jokes. Now, there is flax. Flax is one of the resources in this game, Andrew. Oh and, yeah, and it's oh, yeah. green, and it looks like oh broccoli. You know what I mean? Well, so. So also, you'll also get my joke where I said something about trading in broccoli for gold because when we play this game, yes. I always just called it. I I never it looks like know broccoli. what the names so of anything just, are. Yeah. I just called it broccoli we the whole time, so I was always calling. Absolutely, right. yeah, but it's really flex. So anyway, uh, this is what we like to call uh, latent uh, hidden jokes, and we put them out throughout the episode. <laughs> and then you construction, you know, um, uh, what do they what do they say? Um, uh, put you got to put it together yourself like an IKEA table. You know what I mean, Andrew? Uh, uh-huh. um, so there's that, and uh, you think to yourself, well, maybe I should eat that. It looks like broccoli would be good, you know, uh, nice and green. Um, mm-hmm. And there's the emmer is like an old ancient type of uh, you know grain, um, and that's in the game uh-huh. too. You know what I mean? And that looks like that's limbus, what I was calling. You know what I mean? Right, that's what I'm calling limbus bread, right? Is that what I was calling limbus bread? You were bread? calling it limbus bread, you know? Yeah, which is a right. classic which George R.R. R. Martin. Lord you know what I mean? That's J.R.R. Tolkien. Lord yeah. of the Thrones uh, <laughs> reference. Andrew, those are all good ideas. But what I'm going with is the gold, Andrew. And I'm telling you why, because they, like cor- they look like corn pops to me, Andrew. Oh, you know what I mean? Really? They're like oh, a, yeah, you're right. They do look like corn pops. And they're yellow. And uh, holy they, smokes! So I'm I'm starving to death on a desert island. I got to eat some part of this game. You know I'm going cereal. You know I'm going cereal, baby. I'm going corn pop. You know what I mean? Uh, and wow. and Andrew, you might remember that if you flip it over, it has a, ten, a, a times ten on the back, so that you can keep track if you go over ten gold. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And imagine that yeah. I'm going. I'm hallucinating my mind because I'm starving, and I flip it over and I go. Is this? Are these ten corn pop kernels? You know what I mean? And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And so suddenly, I think I have ten of them, and then I pop it in my mouth, and I uh, immediately die. You know what I mean? That sounds like a good I, way to go for. I me. haven't. That's <laughs> I haven't had corn pops in so long. That was always one of those cereals that we never regularly had, but it would yeah. be like once. Once every few months, we'd get some corn pops. We'd be like, oh my gosh, I love corn pops. So good. It's, uh, it's I'm actually gonna go, extremely I, good. I, I need to go buy some corn pops. You should probably go. Um, yeah, all right. Well, up there with Honey Smacks. Yeah, Honey Smacks is good too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I ever had Honey Smacks actually. Uh, all right. Is that the you one with the frog on the too. front. Yeah, it's got the frog. Yeah. On all right. Okay. Well, Andrew, yeah. we'll vamp. Right. We'll vamp for a little bit while you go get this. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast lasts two hours uh, later. Two hours long as you uh, drive to your district. <laughs> can, can I pull my pants? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, no, no. Andrew, Andrew, what are you eating here? If you're suddenly you're a guy well, who doesn't, doesn't, I w- need, you know, doesn't even know any good cereals, so obviously <laughs> it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was tempted to eat the board first because it's the kind of the biggest part. But um, yeah. and, and you say you're going with the gold, which is on a token. Uh, it's on a it's on a little cardboard circle, right? True. I mean, it looks like corn pops. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be going with one of the wood uh, tokens, one of the mm. other, probably the. Either the broccoli or maybe I'll go with the lembus bread. Yeah. Uh, just because they're they're bigger, they're made of wood. I mean, I know they're not as big as the board, but like you could put, pop that in your mouth and you could like suck on it like a hard candy. You know, it'd be like it would true. last for a really long time. 
Yeah, so, that's true. And I don't know. You if, would, and you'd probably you'd probably end up sucking the pain off of that thing, and then that would probably just yeah, that would probably just send you to straight to you'd probably get you know high off <laughs> that or something like that. It's probably a good way to go. I was gonna say you could get some nutrition out of it, but uh, yeah, you're right. It would probably just uh, well, make you sick. Let but, me go ahead. Um, and, <laughs> maybe I got to put a legal disclaimer in right here. Legal disclaimer: Do not try any of the following at home. <laughs> to tell people not to uh, go ahead and suck the pain off of things, you know what I mean? For the nutrition, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Kind of don't want to, kind of don't want to go to court over that, you know what I mean? Uh, Uve is classically known for, uh, you know, always uh, using lead paint in his games. So that's <laughs> yeah. <pretty> dangerous. <laughs> I think. Well, Andrew, I think I'm going to go ahead. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, it doesn't have to be lead paint for uh, sucking paint to be uh, not a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Well, you're the guy with the yeah, kids. I mean, so it, you tell me. You know what I mean? Um, it might it might make you feel well. Well, legal disclaimer again, probably. Um, legal disclaimer: Do not try any of the following at home. It okay. might make you feel a little bit, well, not so good, but I think lead paint would, would poison you for sure. Um, yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, you're not going to be drinking a whole thing of paint, so I think it's probably fine. All right. I well, I didn't hear that last part. Uh, sorry, my headphones were off, so I'm busy <laughs> chugging down a can of paint because Andrew told me to, you know, that I need more vitamin C. A lot C of times they say, you know they say like, non-toxic on a lot of that stuff. Well... All the kids' paint around here says non-toxic, so I don't know about that paint. Yeah, but it probably doesn't say like it. It says non-toxic, but it doesn't. It all. It doesn't say like, you know, plus added vitamin D or whatever, like milk, like a milk jug. You know what I mean? Oh, good point. Good point. On a desert island, you're gonna need some vitamin D because it's not sunny enough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, true. <laughs> well, Andrew, it sounds like we're uh, we got our bellies full. And uh, we can we can pass away gently in the night on our on our deserted island. So that really only leaves one question left uh, in my mind, Andrew, which is two people could play this uh, game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Okay, how sure are we that two people should play this game, Caverna Cave versus Cave? We're going to give it a rating here. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we do like to rate things here. It's going to be from 0 to 100%, yeah. uh, and we're going to see where this game falls here. So what, what do you think? Uh, Pete, me, you, who wants to go first? Yeah, wait, huh? <laughs> Lou hasn't even played the game. <laughs> 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 All right, Lou, what, what's the score you give it? excavating dwarves uh let me think 65 percent Ooh, that's low baby that's oh. low ooh, 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 ooh. okay throw not, in some corn pops and i'll raise it up it's not canon <laughs> throwing some corn pops and some honey smacks and we're at, yeah, we're, right. at we're at 100 percent andrew we're gonna uh, look at the loose steel leaderboard uh, <laughs> yeah, number one coming right, in, it's number one on and, my board it's the only one <laughs> coming in at number one andrew I gave this one an 85%, so 20 more than my my older brother Andrew. Now I uh, I like this one, Andrew, uh, and it's wow, not just Uve and you're doing stuff. Know what I mean? Okay. It has been said, and I, I agree that it doesn't really feel like you're building, you know, uh, fine and fine tuning, you know, like one engine, but you're actually starting a bunch of smaller ones, which is a skill in and of itself, right. but maybe it's a little bit less satisfying. You know what I mean? So that I understand. You know what I mean? 
Um, right. so, so it's not maybe it's not the best thing I've ever played, but I really enjoy it. I mean, hey, listen, Andrew, I know that you like that there are tiles that are there the whole game. You don't even know what's under them until you flip them. Some of them right at the end. I mean, so you gotta love that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, the the fact that the rooms that you can get pop up at the different times, which means that um, you have to be flexible. You can't just aim for one room that you. Th- think is going to come up at a time when you know it's going to come you know what i mean it's because it's different every game you gotta you gotta adjust your your tactics you know what i mean for it and um and so i th- i don't know i really enjoyed you know trying to figure out like which resources i should go for based on what rooms are currently available you know what i mean while trying to keep in mind like what's about to come up possibly you know what i mean um, and mm-hmm. then try to build as a, you know, as try to figure out certain engines like, well, okay, this is really a flax factory kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or, um, or if I can get enough of this broccoli, uh, I can turn it in for gold. So like that is important to me. Cause I think I can also get this other room that's going to give me more broccoli. You know what I mean? So I like that, you know, um, it wasn't the most sophisticated mm-hmm. engine building in the world, but it was good. Uh, and also, like we said, it's 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 a fast one. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Especially compared to like the big box versions of these games. You know, so like, yeah. it, it has it has that whole like okay, set it up and let's go again speed to it. In my opinion. So. Uh, yes. I, overall, Andrew, I dig it, baby. It's eighty-five percent for me. What do you think? Eighty-five percent. That's pretty high. I'm yeah. going a little lower. I'm saying seventy-eight percent here. Um, okay. Which is still, you know, still good. pretty good for me. I, good. I think, I think it's better than most of these resource engine counting nonsense victory point things that we've played. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like it more than uh, than Agricola, all creatures big and small. I like I. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. When you were saying the thing about the big engines and the small engines, I don't think I like the big engines as much. I like the smaller engines. I think it just gets too, yeah. it's too much, it's too muddled for me when it's like, oh, when you have this and this, then this affects this one, and then you have, it's like, I know you like that kind of stuff, but for me, it's like, I, I don't want to think about all I those as, things. I want as complicated I like, an engine as, as you can get, baby. <laughs> right. Right, you're a car guy. I know that I'm about a, you. I'm a huge um, car guy. I love uh, right. Toyota and uh, Kia yeah right and uh i like to take my car to uh to the dealership and just have just have them fix it i don't i don't like to fix up my own car yeah, um I'm anyway fine-tuning my stuff no i mean giving it uh <laughs> run it runner lights and uh huge wheels and stuff anyway i've broken every car i've ever driven because i <laughs> put on wheels that are too big i'm the guy guy, guy who <laughs> guy who tries to trick out every car he owns but doesn't know how to do it ruins every car I think that this game is easier than all creatures big and small. And it's also, I think it's just easier for like a more casual gamer to kind of break into. Like it, mm-hmm. it, when we first read the directions and got, I was like, oh, this is another one of these things. But once you get started, it's like, oh, this is actually a lot easier than a lot of those other ones. You don't have to think about as many things at once. Yeah. Um, and I, there's still a good bit of strategy in it, though, and planning, planning ahead. And um, as is the case for, you know, most of these Uve games. Uh, I thought the theme was really cool. I I wasn't I was at first I was like what caves farming and all this stuff. But once we played, I was like oh this is this is I like this. But yeah. it's still just not it's not entirely my cup of uh, my cup of key. Is that what I was gonna say? My yeah. cup of tea. Um, I had fun. I definitely had fun playing it. But I wasn't. I didn't find myself like thinking about it afterwards like I do with some games yeah. where like I wasn't like oh I want to play that again. You know, yeah. I was just like eh, yeah, I'd, I'd play it. I'd play it. It was fine. Um, and my, my one big pet peeve with this game, though, is that when you put the rooms in, 
they don't have pictures of the rooms on the tiles. I love yeah. putting down the tiles and flipping up the tiles, but uh, the entire tile is taken up, and rightly so. The, the entire tile is taken up with symbols and and words and the victory point thing to tell you what this room does for right. you and right. how many points it gives you. And the title, they all have nice titles. Like, you know, there's a. Uh, uh, the parlor and the dungeon and the the shelf and all these other things. Like I want to see pictures of them. I want to see little dwarves in there, like you know, uh, working on working in these rooms. You want, what, right? You want to see little dwarves the in there, like. like putting another little dwarf on like on the rack and stretching them out. You know what I mean? On the dungeon. Yeah. You're, a, you're a sick <laughs> yes, freak. Like exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. I want to feel like I actually built a cave instead well, yeah. of well, a Andrew, bunch of squares. I, uh, with I got words good on news them. for you. Uh, you're gonna love this app. This new app on the App Store. It's called the uh, Dwarf Dungeon <laughs> no, no, XXX. No, no. Andrew, no, we're not um, going there. Andrew, yes. So, what's your score again now? Uh, I forgot. It was seventy-eight. 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 Well, you know what that means. We got to jump, uh, jump on over to the leaderboard. Leaderboard. Okay, we're going to take a look at our leaderboard, and we're going to put uh, my score, 78, and Pete's score, which is, what was 85. it, 85? We're putting those on the leaderboard, and it's we're going to year. average out those two numbers. Yeah, right? Oh, that was a good year. 1985. Mm. It's probably some. It's probably some. Um, right? Probably. Bon song, <laughs> I think you just made like it up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the average of 85. <laughs> All right. The... <laughs> The average of 85 and 78 happens to be 81.5, so we are officially 81.5% sure that two people should play Caverna Cave versus Cave. Now we're talking, baby. You know what that means? That's number 14 on our list, Andrew. Now that's a good spot. Okay. It's in between Shores of Tripoli, which was one of those surprise things where we were like, oh man, this is actually fun. Um, and yeah. uh, Catan Card Game, which I love. You know, and you liked a uh, lot too, but uh, it's got those great... Uh, that's that one where it was the original... Before they made Rivals of Catan, they made Catan Card Game, yeah. and they had these really funky-looking knights in it, which I really dig. So, man, that's a You really spot. like that one. I love those knights. You really dude. like Catan Card Game. I, yeah. I prefer this one to Catan Card Game, but, mm -hmm. hey, you know, that's where it lands on our leaderboard. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see, since we've drawn so many comparisons with Agricola, All Creatures Big and Small, like, yeah. how does this compare to our scores here? Uh, okay. So I gave, okay, so I gave this 78, and then I gave Agricola 77. Right. So yeah, it's one, it gets one point. It's a very it's minor one point more. I, However. Right. I yeah. gave Agricola All Creatures Big and Small 96, which is an 11 wow. up from this one. And honestly, you love that game. I, I don't. I do, man. I, I do. That's an accurate representation. That's your highest rated game on this list. Wow, I believe. dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Know what I mean? And I'm still enjoying it. Know what I mean? Agricola is way up at number eight, and this one is down at 14. But yeah, uh, yeah wow. Yeah. No, I that? like this one better. I like this one better than Agricola, but okay. Yeah. You really yeah. like that game. Well, you yeah. got a right to be wrong. Um, yeah. Andrew, uh, you might be wrong. You might be wrong. Is that uh, Billy Joel? You might be wrong. That might be. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, but are we, are we cool? Are we cool? All right. Okay. <laughs> okay after <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. 
All right, after playing this game, are we still cool? Uh, how many points did our friendship go up or down? we got to keep track of our friendship points always on this show. So uh, I'm going to start us off here, Pete. I'm going to say that uh, I like this game, and I like playing it with you. It's kind of fun. Hmm. I'm going to say plus one on the friendship meter. You okay. Know, we're cool. That's, well, that's cool. cute, Andrew. Uh, uh, that's cute. I'm going to say up two points, baby. That's double your oh, amount of Because yeah. I had yeah. double <laughs> the amount of fun as you, Andrew, playing right, with you. Right. You know what I mean? But that's fine. You know, if you only want to say one, that's fine. Okay, well, right, I'm, tech, down, tech, I'm down to tech, zero tech, now. Tech, tech, tech. Now, that's Billy Joel, baby. <laughs> Heart attack, you ought to know. Yeah. You ought to know by now. Um, and you ought to know, Andrew, that if we went up by two points, baby. So I'll just go ahead and bump your one point up by another point. There we go. We're on the same page. Up by two points. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. We're sitting next to each other. We're building a dang house together. You know what I mean? I'm getting. I'm installing a shelf. Oh, well, if we yeah. have been building the same cave, then yeah, but we're we're building yeah. rival caves, Let's and you know, you're, you're kind of sometimes rules. you're taking rooms that I need. But it honestly, the confrontation factor in this game is not that big. You know, usually yeah, it's like the other person doesn't have the resources to take the one that you want, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. it only happened a couple times. You know, but usually it's like this is like who this is like trying to figure out who can come up with the best combination of stuff. You know what I mean? Basically, yes. Yes, and and you can also look across at your opponent and be like, oh well, I know that they don't, they're not, they're never going to get the gold for that room anytime yeah. soon, so I'll just I'll just go for that one, and then right. you're not too disappointed when they if they snatch it from you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, I hear that. Uh, yeah, plus. So I guess we're plus like three or something on this one. I don't know. We're well, still cool. You know, or plus four. You know what I mean? Now that I've bumped you up. Well, Andrew, um, let's go ahead and uh, put a bow on this one, Andrew. And I uh, hope okay. that uh, hope that everybody listening will tune in next time. Yeah, of course. Uh, before you tune in next time, uh, I, gotta, I just got to give a little plug here for our uh, Twitter and our Instagram. You got to follow us, please. Okay, we need some more you got, followers. You got, here. Yeah, you got. Actually, it's mandatory. So <laughs> sorry, it's mandatory. You listen. You listen to it. You can. And you know what? Here's what you got to do. Your homework, people. You listen to this whole episode. You're at the very end of this episode. You got to follow us at to play that pod on Twitter, or else. at to can play that game podcast on Instagram, and go ahead and go on Apple Podcasts and write us a review, please. It yep. really helps the algorithm uh, bump us way up to like you know top yeah. top number number one trending in the world or whatever right. we usually are. So and if you don't, just bump us up there. If you don't, Andrew, just gonna go ahead and say it. Your phone's gonna blow up. We're gonna blow up your phone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, that's that's not a not a real threat. Okay, uh, yeah, we we do want them to turn, tune in next time, right? Of course, unless they get another friend, right? That's right, Andrew. In that case, they're gonna want to uh, tune into the podcast. Give threes a chance. Oh yeah, that's that one where they discuss three player board games and also John Lennon and Yoko Ono, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, from, from the, uh, that's the, the, I think they're doing a pun on give peace a chance. That's that old plastic. Oh, plastic we Ono are band. saying. Yep. Yeah. You know, give well, and also the, my favorite part of podcast, Andrew, is that they all, is that everybody who does the podcast, they get, oh, they all get into bed to record the podcast with just like that famous photo of, John Lennon and Yoko, Yoko Ono. <laughs> right. You know what? Speaking of that, why don't we? Uh, why don't the th- we have three people here right here? Why don't the three of us get into bed right now? And All right. Like, yeah. You know, take a photo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're <laughs> the reveal that you've been also in the room the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Lou? Is that good? Oh yeah, I'm in. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bottomless or sounds. 
Okay. Just oh, you're still bottomless. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess we still gotta. That's part of the deal. Well, you know, because you're here. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, we well, this is a class. Well, you maybe maybe you don't know because with, just like the Sims, you know what I mean. Wait, whenever I whenever I am bottomless, I have oh, a pixelated, you know, blur in front. Of, <laughs> yeah, right. Blur in front of my genitals. <laughs> Give Jesus a chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?